0: Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and this is the Epiphany of Our Lord. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets, but in these last days God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Matthew chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, magi from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him, and calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they told him, And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Matthew opens his Gospel with Jesus' genealogy. This genealogy is a resume of sorts, showing how Jesus is a descendant from Abraham and of David. A child of the promise made to Abraham, made to the world through Abraham, as well as a promise that God made to David. This is one way we can be sure of our faith in Jesus as God's anointed one, the Messiah. And when Joseph discovers that Mary is pregnant, an angel comes to him in a dream and tells him to take Mary for his wife and the child as his own, even though the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This miraculous child is the Messiah. And his name is Jesus. He's the one who saves his people their sins. By the end of the first chapter of Matthew's Gospel, we have been given a number of signs pointing to Jesus as the Messiah, including from God's own prophetic word and demonstrating how what we are now witnessing in Jesus is all according to the scripture, and according to the scripture, pointing to Jesus as the Anointed One, the Promised One, the Messiah, Emmanuel, God with us. The Gospel reveals to everyone who reads what just a few people know at this part of the story. And now, now we hear from the Magi that there is also a sign that's been placed in the heaven that signals the birth of the promised king of the Jews. That is to say, the Christ has been born, and the heavens now declare to the entire universe that this has happened. The Magi then come to honor and bow before him. And by a sign in the sky, God reveals to the Magi what God must conceal to Herod and to all those in Jerusalem. This is a sharp and pointed scene where the Magi come and ask Herod where they can find the king of the Jews. With such an innocent question, the entire legitimacy of Herod's rule is destroyed in front of us. The mask is removed. Herod is a fake, a fraud, the true Christ child is now in Bethlehem, and we wait for his light to be revealed to the world at his baptism, and for all to come and pay him homage. The Magi, however, also tell us something about Jesus that, that might have been one of the most surprising revelations of all. While Jesus is the Christ, the promised king of Israel in David's line according to the descendant from Abraham, he fulfills that promise to the absolute fullest potential. The promise of God's blessing to the whole world through Abraham. The promise of God's justice and rule through a descendant of David. The promise that he is king and lord over all the earth, not by the power of a conquering army or by the fear of death. But by his steadfast love and faithfulness, by his righteousness and his justice, by his love. He comes to set the whole world free from the power of sin and death. He rules to give light and life to all who humble themselves, to his humble rule and yoke of love. In Luke's writings, however, our gaze is always to the west, from Jerusalem toward Rome and on and beyond. Here at the beginning of Matthew, our attention is turned to the East from Jerusalem. The universal reign of Christ is a rule of love for both East and West, for North and South. Twenty centuries later, we find ourselves a small part of Christ's Church that extends throughout the world, a Church so diverse and filled with people so different from each other that when we are together we can barely understand how the other lives. And yet, and yet we share, by God's grace, a faith in the one that Matthew tells us about, the one that the Magi came to worship, that is the Messiah, Jesus Christ our Lord. And in that faith, God reveals to us our connection to all people on this planet. That is part of the epiphany of this day. First, that we come to believe in Jesus Christ, and then through him, we come to believe that we truly are related in him to all the baptized everywhere. In Jesus' name. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially, we pray, for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land and for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, that you would set them free and save them from the violence. For all who are at work, for peace and international harmony, that their work and their witness may bear fruit for the life of others, for all who strive strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, for the sick, for the grieving, for those in pain and suffering, and for all that you have called to bring healing, comfort, and peace. For who else? For what else do we pray today?